0: Welcome to the Agent Success Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Caruso. This is episode number two, brought to you by Real Estate Advisors, Inc., where it's our goal to help double or triple our agent's income with innovative marketing strategies. And it's my hope that with this podcast, you can achieve your financial goals wherever you are. On the previous episode, in episode number one, I introduced myself, gave you a little history on Real Estate Advisors, plus a brief overview of where we're headed with the podcast. I also introduced you to the three core strategies of success if you follow these strategies daily in your business there is no way that you can't succeed marketing connecting and referrals if you follow that formula it's guaranteed success i'll be going over all the different prospecting techniques in the next couple of episodes or a few episodes depending on how much time i spend talking about each one of them prospecting or lead generation however you put it falls into the marketing category of the three core strategies Again, the most important. Well, all are important and work off each other. But if you could understand and do marketing well, you have a way better chance of success, especially if you follow the formula. One more thing that I briefly mentioned in episode number one and feel that it's very, very important is personality profiles. I'll be spending a full episode on this in the near future. And if there's one agent who's mastered this and that I know, it's our broker of record, Lou Thomasone. I'm good. I'm very aware and use personality profiling to help connect with people, but Lou's got to be the best I've ever seen. I personally learned a lot from him myself. I've known Lou since I was a brand new agent, and not only does he know how to connect with profiling, but he also knows how to connect using the right wording. If you know how to talk to people, connect with them, communicate in a way that I think the best way to explain this is to match or mirror your personality to their personality, you will have a way better chance of connecting with them. I'm looking forward to having him on and share his ideas and even his secrets with you. Also, before I go forward, unbelievably only after one episode, I received a couple of emails from agents who had comments about what I shared in the first episode. I'm not sure if I have their permission to use their names or not, so I'll use their first names. Sandra sent me an email saying that she can't believe how many emails that she gets with promises of more leads or from coaching programs, and she's also seeing way more ads on Facebook these days, again, with promises on how to get more leads. She went on also to say that being a newer agent, she's always checked them out, never knew if they were legitimate or not. Any new agent is obviously looking for business, especially in this market, but before anyone goes out and hands out their credit card to these companies, don't you want to know if there's other ways that you can grow your business without having to spend a small fortune? I want to make you a promise. You don't have to spend money to grow your business in real estate, or at least it'll be a very small amount. Time? Yes. Yes. But you don't need to fork over hundreds or thousands of dollars every month for leads leads that i know from my personal experience take a lot of time to become sales paying for leads is not wrong if you have extra money to spend do it the right way which will help you with but if you're building a business on a budget start with investing your time first not money i want to quickly address this too yes we're a brokerage for partners yes we're looking to grow our brokerage with more agents Take this as a shameless plug. We're looking for agents, good agents that fit our office culture. We offer mentorship to newer agents. And if you're interested in finding out more, shoot me an email, robert at agentsuccesspodcast.com. Okay, moving on. Most of the ideas that I'm going to share with you going forward aren't really new ideas at all. We may add a twist to the old ideas, or a better way to put it is it's an upgrade to the old-fashioned way of prospecting. Every way of prospecting works, some more effective than other ways if tweaked just a little bit, can make a difference of getting, I don't know, 10 leads over two leads, or worse, no leads. Some of the ideas work in such a way that have potential buyers and sellers contact you instead of you having to chase after them. To me, when I learned that I didn't have to always chase after people for business, in a business that since, I don't know, the dawn of time required us to chase after people, when I learned this, it was like I woke up for the first time and can finally see clearly. Let's face it. Except for the hunters out there, which we'll go over in our personality profiling episode later on, most agents hate chasing after people. Do you know that I get leads daily with phone numbers and I don't even call them? You may think I'm crazy, but I don't call them because number one, I hate calling people because let's face it, they don't want us calling them. And number two, if they want my help, they can call me. Now, please understand, don't think that I'm being arrogant here. I just don't like to call people and be in salesperson mode with them. I heard this from a very wise person. I want to think of my phone as a device that only receives calls from prospects. Now, wouldn't that be great to set up your business so that you can get calls from buyers and sellers when they want you, not chase after them? I'll introduce you to some of the prospecting ideas that get people to chase you in this episode. One more email I'd also like to share is from Linda. Her big takeaway from episode number one was about the why part of it. She shared that she's been an agent for over 10 years, does very well, she's a single mom of two, she worked really hard over the years to provide for them, too hard at times. Sometimes it gets to the point where she feels like she's not there enough for her kids. She has to work hard in order to give them a good life. But at times, she's not there to enjoy it with them. The business takes away from her enjoyment with her family. Her why used to be provide for her kids. As a result of listening to the last episode, she realized after some thought that her new why is to spend more time with her family, less time working, all without sacrificing her income, of course. My answer to Linda is absolutely yes. You can have the life you want without having to overwork to be able to provide. Again, tweaking and adjusting what you already do is all it really takes sometimes. Sure, some agents may need to revamp their whole business plan, But I think if you already have a track record, you're already doing sales, there's probably no real need to overhaul your whole business. There are a few ways you can work less and not sacrifice your income. We're here to help. I guess at this point, what I'd like to offer to any of the listeners is a chance to talk to us. Sit down and go over your business. Discuss any challenges you have, whether you need more business or more time. Maybe you're a brand new agent and the brokerage you're with doesn't have a mentorship program that takes you step by step. To teach you how to do this business, they may have training, but as I mentioned, training without implementation is useless. The last person you want to become is a training junkie. So shoot me an email, robert at agentsuccesspodcast.com, and we can set up a one on one strategy session. Okay, on to the different ways to prospect and lead generate. Depending on timing, it may take two or possibly three episodes to cover them all. By the way, there are no particular order or preference. Number one is door knocking. Now, I'm actually starting with one that I've never done myself personally. However, Richard Chabra, one of the partners here at Real Estate Advisors, not only does it, he's had a lot of success with it and he even teaches it to our agents live. Not in a class where, again, most training is done. Remember what I mentioned in episode number one and how there was two things lacking in training, implementation and training overload? He'll spend a little bit of time in the office to go over some of the different ways to talk to people, maybe role play a little bit with them. Then he's got them out door knocking right away. So how effective is door knocking? You're going to hear me reference to a term as we go on, time versus money. Door knocking does take time. And if you have more time than money right now, it may be a good plan for you. Door knocking in itself does work. And believe it or not, there is not a lot of agents who do it, consistently at least. Some will door knock for an hour, not get many people answer or get a lot of no's and give up saying it doesn't work. Richard can tell you himself. If you're not consistently out there on a regular basis, don't bother. I'll give you one recent example he had with door knocking, and I'm going to let him explain it too. But he got one listing they bought, and believe it or not, they have a new build that's ready in like two years. They'll be selling the one that they just bought before they move into their new build. So he's got like three sales from like one door that answered or one person that answered the door. There's even other ways to combine your door knocking with other lead generation techniques. For example, if you door knock a specific neighborhood, you can send flyers to that same neighborhood. You can use the door knocking as a follow up to your flyers. Now I know this sounds a lot what I call BS in the last episode. It sounds like I'm telling you to get your name out there. And yes, you could say that, but what you don't know is what the secret is to the flyer. Also, remember what I said about the difference between marketing and advertising? I read this quote the other day, marketing is scientific advertising is artistic marketing provokes a response it's trackable measurable and accountable now that's the best definition i've ever heard let me repeat that in case you missed it marketing is scientific advertising is artistic marketing provokes a response it's trackable measurable and accountable another example is using door knocking for open houses If you do an open house, are you door knocking every house on the street before the open house? Dropping off a flyer of the listing, asking them to come by. It's a great opportunity to meet the future potential sellers. Show them how you work hard for your sellers with the open house. Get face to face with them. Again, future sellers. The neighbors will all eventually sell. Do you have a buyer looking for a home and there's nothing that comes up matching their needs? What about door knocking the area that they're looking in to try to find their home? oh and if you find a seller who wants to sell that doesn't match their criteria and you get a listing run with it i do want to caution you that you should never ever say that you have a buyer when you don't have a buyer one thing i can't stand in this business is when agents say they have buyers when they really don't please don't use bait and switch advertising one last secret weapon i've suggested to our agents is to door knock and have flyers with you just sold flyers Naturally, you want to door knock near a recently sold home and strategically use the sold home as your flyer. Now, there are a lot of rules, of course, about advertising without permission. However, there are ways around this. The key to this method is the copy. The wording on the flyer is the secret. I can never understand how agents could spend hours out there door knocking on doors when 90 to 95% of them. Don't even answer the door and those 90 to 95 percent the majority that don't answer are wasted without at least leaving something there for them to read and potentially become a lead if you knock down 100 doors and five are going to list their home the next two months or six months or even a year from now there's no way that they're always going to be home when you door knock so why not leave a flyer that compels them to call you go to your landing page allow them to contact you instead I think your chances will be much higher on the ones that aren't home this way. The next prospecting technique I want to talk about is cold calling. This I admit that I did try once, a long time ago. I called three or four people. I had one guy scream at me for bothering him while he was having dinner and I gave up. It's just not my thing. Maybe I'm just too sensitive or I take things too personally, but I just don't have the stomach for that. Richard has also done a lot of cold calling, mostly when the weather doesn't cooperate for door knocking. So, does it work? Of course it does. It does because all lead generation works. One success story that I remember from Richard, and again, he will explain this, is when he called someone and they said they were going to sell their house soon and they were getting their home prepared. The only thing was that their brother was an agent, they were only going to use them. A normal agent would give up, but not Richard. He knows that just because someone says they have a relative in the business, it doesn't mean that they will use them for sure. All he did was two things. Two things that separated him from the rest and won him the listing. He skillfully got them to agree that they needed a second opinion. And the next thing is that almost all agents fail at, he followed up. Every week he called, she never answered. He always left a message, persisting, and then one day she called him back. She called and asked him to come over for that second opinion. She picked him over her own brother, all because he didn't give up. The thing about cold calling is that you can call a lot of people in such a short period of time there's even calling software out there that you can take up your productivity to a whole new level the system will dial out a number and while you're waiting for somebody to pick up it'll dial another number at the same time don't quote me on this but i think you can call like 90 or 100 people an hour it's all a numbers game think about it if you were to call three hours a day five days a week using this auto dialer and assuming after 90 calls you'd actually talk to let's lowball it at say 10 people if after 100 people that you actually talk to and let's lowball it again with one person who's actually looking to sell you might be able to talk to say one person every 10 hours on the phone who's actually going to be on the market in the next 30 60 90 days or so then if you could calculate your appointment to listing presentation to closing ratio At a low again of one appointment for 10 good leads, 50% listing ratio, you could, if you really work this system, there's absolutely guaranteed success there. After about two or three weeks, you'd connect with 10 possible sellers. If you can get one appointment every two weeks or so at a 50% listing ratio, you'd have about one listing a month, 12 listings a year, and in this market, if you sold 75% of them, was it worth your three hours a day? In theory, it all sounds great. And any new agent out there hungry enough for business should be salivating at those numbers. However, there's only one problem. It's hard work. You need to be okay with rejection, or in my case, being screamed at and not take it personally. And most important, you need to keep up with it day in and day out, no matter what. It's only three hours a day. People have jobs. They work eight hours a day, boss watching them. And because of that, they're productive because they have to be. But just as I said in episode number one, when you don't have a boss over your shoulder and you don't feel like being rejected, hung up on, or screamed at, I'm not sure who this quote came from. You need to get through the no's before you can receive the yeses. All seems like a lot of hassle if you don't like rejection. You want those eight, ten sales a year, but it's going to take work. Simple, yet not easy in summary cold calling can be appealing because you can connect with a lot more people than door knocking the ratio and comparison will obviously be lower face-to-face will always be more effective and i could probably speak for everyone that i can hang up on someone a lot easier than shutting a door on someone after opening it every time i personally get a sales call i pretty much tell them i'm not interested and just hang up we'll dive deeper into this when i have richard on the show He can give you his ideas his experiences and his advice on both of these prospecting techniques number three is farming now we're getting into one of my personal favorite ways to prospect i have to first say that i didn't always farm if for whatever reason you don't know what farming is it's when you pick a neighborhood and mail flyers on a regular basis the general rule of thumb is that it takes 12 to 18 months of farming before you will see any results That's true if you use outdated farming techniques or worse, rely on your flyer printing company to give you advice. I only started farming in November 2017. I had two listings in the first six months. I'm sad to say that I tried farming in 2010. Exactly the same system I'm using right now and I gave up after the third month. You ever hear the story from the gold rush? Someone someone was looking for gold. They bought a piece of land. They started to dig. After weeks of digging, they found no gold and decided to sell the land. Another person, someone who studied the land and figured out where the location of the gold was going to be, realized that the original gold digger was just 10 feet away from finding gold. All he needed to do was to continue digging. I felt like that first gold digger that quit after only three months, thinking that it was a waste of time. Seven years later, I was talking to an old friend of mine, who I introduced this system to, and they mentioned to me that they were still using it. And they were continuously getting an average of about four to five sales a year year in year out just by following the steps yep i was so close to hitting gold but i gave up better late than never i guess those two listings i got it wasn't luck it was technique the problem with farming is that most agents who want to try it basically copy what other agents are doing or even worse they're contacting your flyer printing company and asking them for their advice Or scan their website for designs that look good to them instead of actually thinking about a detailed plan of action. They're only copying or taking advice from a printing company. Let's examine this. A printing company makes money from printing. They're not a marketing company. They have no idea what works. And if they did, you wouldn't need to order so many flyers because you can get results with so much less than the crap that they give you. All, and I mean all of their marketing, is about the agent. Getting their name out there putting a huge picture of them on their card it's not about what the potential seller wants at all oh and if you think a recipe or a seasonal postcard is a good idea wrong again you've been told that you need to gain exposure and the more people that see your name the more likely they're going to call you when they plan on selling the only exposure that works the only way of getting your name out there works to get your phone to ring is when people in the neighborhood drive around and they see your sold signs everywhere that's the only effective name out there branding that actually works sending a flyer to a farm again with your picture, some recent sold listings available listings free market analysis or anything that does nothing for the potential seller to contact you is mostly a waste of time can it work maybe let's look at what goes on in the seller's mind let's examine the process what is the first question in a seller's mind when they decided they're gonna move After the decision is made to whatever upsize or downsize, the first question I assure you is not how to bake a special Thanksgiving cake or I'm the best for a market analysis. You might be thinking right now, wait a minute, Rob, what about a just listed or just sold with a call me for a CMA? Yes, they are definitely more effective and maybe, just maybe that off chance that seller woke up that day, just happens to see that just listed card, just sold card and takes you up on the CMA. But what do you think is going to happen next that same person is asking themselves why not call two or three more to see what they think and decide who's the best agent so where are we by some chance your timing on the postcard worked to get your phone to ring but your listing appointment will be one in three or four chance as you're in competition with other agents now so that phone call becomes a roll of the dice what if you can eliminate the competition altogether What if you were the only best choice in the seller's mind and they don't even have a thought about calling another agent for their opinion because they trust you? Another problem with traditional farming is that agents who send postcards are looking for sellers that are ready to sell today. Sure, we want that ready to sell seller. However, I'm going to share a very interesting fact with you. Let's look at 100 potential sellers looking to list. 15 are ready right now and 85 we're thinking about listing in the next three months six months and up to a year or more from now I know we all want that today business and I know we all have needs bills to pay payments to make today I get it what if you had the names of those 85 people in your database and consistently kept in touch with them and a lot of them a good chunk of them didn't have a go-to agent because you would be their only source of real estate info the only source of what they can get for their home when they're ready and that same chunk of them when they're ready to sell called you if that number out of 100 was i don't know 5 or 10 or 20 people or more when it came that they were ready to list three months six months one year from now i don't know about you but if i had to compete with three other three or four other agents on a listing compared to getting a call every once in a while from a seller asking me to come over alone and not in competition because of the formula I have sets me apart in the competition and really eliminates them to come over see their home see what they need to do before they list it that's where I want to be i want to be called to advise them not to compete for a listing where would i rather be in the process where i would rather be in the process is to go after it, that 85% of the future sellers it's simple math really i spent a lot of time on this for the simple fact that it makes the most sense to me and others who are using this system I want to caution you though, it's not for the agent who wants instant results. If you think that you'll get listings after a few mail-outs, then this is not for you. It can happen, maybe, but it's long-term, but not 12 to 18 months long-term, and by that time, you're going to be hoping to get your second or maybe even third or more listing. The best analogy I've ever heard on this is, would you rather put your money into a slot machine or a vending machine? A slot machine you have a chance at a sale in a vending machine you're actually picking the sale i won't be able to explain all the details on how this all works on this podcast obviously the wording of the postcard the value proposition the reports the landing page how to track the leads this is all one big machine this is for the agent who has a bit of money to invest long term and yes there is time but the time you put in is all up front to set it all up once it's done it's done okay next is number four just listed and just sold postcards. Another one of my favorites is just listed and just sold postcards because they can be tweaked to laser focus on sellers looking to move. Again, focusing in on that 85% group, that's the future business, the non-competition group that I feel is worth the time investment over the 15% quick turnaround group we'll take the ready to go sellers if they come to us and they call us and if they call us without interviewing two to three other agents for the job i'm happy to work with them competing for the listing is not what i'm after if you look at the usual just listed or just sold postcards out there you'll notice that they all basically look the same worded the same same agent photo and no real value for the potential client almost all the same call to action call me for a free cma or we have buyers These types of offers don't compel anyone to call them. Yes, if you have that ready-to-go seller, as I mentioned before, you'll likely be in competition for that listing. What we're doing is totally different from the traditional approach number one, tweaking the copy, and number two, making the seller an offer to contact us. The best part is that farming and Just Listed Just Sold work together. If you were to start the farming campaign, like we can show you, you are likely to get some listings in the three to four month range and continuously going forward. And as you get them sold, you again want to leverage the just sold card. And because of the copy we use, if there were any potential future sellers that didn't sign up from the original flyer campaign, the just listed, just sold campaign is another way to get in front of them again and again. Always giving them the same offer in the original flyer. The whole system, the machine, or whatever you want to call it, is not something we could fully explain on a podcast. As I mentioned earlier, we're happy to share all of it with you. Send me an email, robert at agentsuccesspodcast.com. Next on the list, number five, is a website. I had my first website back in 2006. Having a website was a lot more rare back then as it is today. Almost all agents have one these days. There are still ones that don't, believe it or not. In an age where people have a computer in their pocket, you need to be easily accessible more than ever. If you're nowhere to be found, the chances of you succeeding will be very slim without being found online. You may be saying that a Facebook page is good enough, Instagram and other social media platforms. You're partially right. However, connecting with clients and letting them into your personal life is one thing. Giving them a way to know more about how you work a way to search listings and a way to do more research on their own on your website or what I call your world is the best way for them to get to know you more and sort of get used to having you as their resource so that when they look at listings, they contact you first. There should be an order to contact, connect with people. For example, social media, unless you're buying Facebook ads, for example, might be the only true way of getting potential clients. Maybe you're aware of this or not, Facebook has changed their algorithms so that if you're lucky, 20% of your contacts will see your posts. So if you have 100 friends and post new listings or whatever, 20 may see your post. Out of 20, how many may be actually looking to buy or sell a home? Anyway, you get my point. The average is very, very low. The feed on all your social media is not your best choice for lead generation. Compared to a website, there's really no comparison and you need one in order to increase your chances. Unless, of course, you're willing to pay for Facebook ads because that's the only way to get the most possible attention. I'll cover more about Facebook ads as we go forward. Back to the website. The other thing within my website that has and continues to produce the best results is my blog. The first thing that comes to people's minds about a blog is articles. Articles that are copied and pasted or rewritten about how to buy your first home, how to choose the right realtor, and other topics. Writing articles, I understand, is a good way to rank higher on Google, especially original content. Writing for me is easy, but for most people, it's not that easy. And if you copy and paste pre-written articles, Google will catch it and it won't help you rank higher at all. So getting organic traffic to your blog won't happen unless you can write original content. Personally, I think that even with original content, there's very little chance of getting traffic or even business from articles. My blog is very simple. I provide all the listings from the previous day and send my leads to the blog. Very simple and effective. I'll send about 5,000 emails every day and a percentage of them open the emails and then once in a while, someone calls me and asks for my help to help them buy or sell their home or both. Having a website, unfortunately, is not enough you will need traffic relying on organic traffic in a world with thousands of other competing websites <laughs> not gonna happen so how do you get people to your website in 2006 I used a little tool called Google Adwords back then it cost me as little as 50 cents a lead today it could run you $1.50, 2 dollars or even more for that same lead so unless you have a lot of money to spend Google is probably not the right way to go Gary Vaynerchuk if you don't follow him or listen to his podcast please go and follow him well wait until after you listen to this podcast but he claims that Facebook ads are cheap right now it's what Google was in the early days and then when large companies start to use Facebook they're gonna drive prices up and we'll be talking about how Facebook ads were cheap like how Google ads were used to be cheap if you're willing to learn about how to do Facebook ads it's probably one of the easiest ways to get leads Enough to build up your following so that you can build up your leads list. We offer free online training to help you with Facebook ads. Send me an email, robert at agentsuccesspodcast.com and I'll set it up for you. As well as Facebook ads, there's a lot of other training in there as well. Shoot me an email and I'll send it over to you. Well, for today I've touched on door knocking, cold calling, farming, just listed, just sold postcards and websites for lead generation. As I mentioned, we'll get Richard in to talk more about door knocking and cold calling as he's the specialist on these next week i'll continue talking about landing pages more about facebook ads open houses and so on i talked a little bit about facebook ads today but there's way more we have to talk about if you have any questions or comments about our podcast you can send me an email robert at agentsuccesspodcast.com i want to thank you for listening today and we'll talk to you next week